Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. And as previously noted, in addition to normal episodes of the podcast, we're also regularly recording short episodes on various prospects in the 2020 NBA draft. We've already done LaMelo Ball, Obi Toppin, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, Denny Avdia, Anyeka Kongwu, Isaac Okoro. If you missed any of those for any reason and you're interested, go find them, check them out. Today, we turn our attention to Cole Anthony, the one-and-done point guard from North Carolina who was limited to just 22 games this past season because of a knee injury, and that's among the reasons and probably the biggest reason North Carolina finished 14-19 and in what was the worst season from a win-loss perspective of Roy Williams' Hall of Fame career. Statistically, Cole Anthony averaged 18.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, 4.0 assists in 34.9 minutes per game. He shot 38% from the field, 34.8% from three-point range, 75% from the free throw line. So he was not the most efficient player in college basketball, but in fairness to him, uh, he was not surrounded by typical UNC talent, and undeniably, that that played a role. I, I have Cole Anthony going 11th in my mock draft. Norlander has him going 12th. So he's a projected lottery pick, sure, but some had Cole Anthony as a possible number one overall pick this time last year. Now, there's no shot at that, right or wrong. So what's the best case scenario for Cole Anthony in the NBA? What's the worst? We're going to get into it momentarily. But first, check this out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So, Norlander, the subject today is Cole Anthony. We both saw him in high school. We both saw him in college. What do you make of Cole Anthony as an NBA prospect? 
very mercurial here. I think that Cole Anthony has as wide of a potential spectrum as any player that's going to be a for sure top 20 pick here. Um, he was the number fourth rated player in the class of 2019. You noted what he did or was unable to do while at North Carolina. Certainly injury played a part in that. Only played in 22 games overall. And he was... Not efficient. I would say that his decision-making with shots uh, left plenty to be desired. Some of that was out of necessity. Um, you know, without him, I mean, <laughs> Carolina probably went to one ten games. Uh, it went 14-19, and 19 and he was so much of what their offense was. But he took 204 shots from two-point range, another 141 from three, and got off 128 foul shots uh, in the process. He was a 40% two-point shooter. 34, 35% from three, which is not terrible, but was not as, I think, as impactful as they were expecting him to be. I find Cole to be a bit diminutive for the position that he's going to play in the NBA at point. He's 6'3". I think he's got to put on a good 15 pounds of muscle, and maybe that's going to come in the next three to five years there. Huge competitive streak. Can't deny that has also carried a, a reputation that he is not the easiest player to play with. Um, that's not to say that he's not a good human being. I just think that his personal style doesn't rub well always with others. The same exact thing was said about Michael Porter Jr. once upon a time, and the same exact thing was said about Trey Young once upon a time. So you get some of those things with Cole Anthony as well. Um, I have him 12. I think that he is going to be a top 15 talent to come out of this NBA draft. But as you noted, it has been a slip, and I don't think that Carolina's lack of winning was the only reason why. I don't think that the injury was necessarily the only reason why. I will say this. He potentially is going to be good value. I think you draft Cole Anthony, and he comes in, and he is uh, potentially a, a top five backup point guard in college basketball. I'm not convinced that, depending on where he goes... He should be starting in the NBA right away. But if you get him and he really pans out, then yes, you could be getting him at something of a bargain if he's slipping beyond that number 10 spot, which I certainly think is going to be a possibility. You mentioned UNC might not have won 10 games without him. They were 10 and 12 with him, uh, four and seven without him. So they were worse without him, but still not good with them. And you bring up his reputation as being difficult to play with. I'll tell you, when he committed to North Carolina, I had one of the recruiting analysts, um, a national recruiting analyst, text me and say, the reason he's going to Carolina is because multiple other schools um, basically other, like basically pulled out because the, the their prospects were like, we don't want to play with him. Now, I, I don't know if, you know, if, if schools actually pulled out and said, Cole Anthony, we don't want you. But there was certainly that perception that if you, whether it's fair or not, I, I can't speak to that. I can only say there was a perception that if you take Cole Anthony, it's going to cost you with this guy and that guy if you're recruiting those guys because those guys don't want to play with Cole Anthony. So that was a thing coming out of high school. And we don't have to lie to each other. There were moments in his 22 games at North Carolina where he looked like a selfish player. He played selfishly. Now, what you have to figure out is, did he do it out of out of necessity or did he do it because that's who he is? Because like already noted, he, um, you know, he didn't have a typical North Carolina uh, talent base around him. And the roster as constructed wasn't perfectly suited for him either. Uh, the style of play probably wasn't perfectly suited for him either because 
uh, you know, Roy, uh, they played two bigs, traditional bigs uh, at, at North Carolina. They didn't really have shooters on the court to uh, certainly not multiple shooters on the court. So there was no space for Cole Anthony. He had to get whatever he was going to get in transition because once he got into the half court, there just wasn't anywhere to go. And that's among the reasons only 20% of his field goal attempts in his freshman season came at the rim. Now, that's problematic, but you can sort of explain that away. Like, there was, how was he supposed to get to the rim in the half court? There was no driving lanes because there was no space, two traditional bigs, all that stuff. The more troubling stat, I think, is that when he did get to the rim, he only made 53.6% of his shots, and he was below 40% at the rim in half court settings. So he didn't get there often, but even when he got there, he wasn't great. In fact, you could say he was bad. And if you're going to be a score first point guard in the NBA, and I think that's what he's going to be, obviously you're going to have to rely on a perimeter jumper. And um, he did a, you know, 41% of his field goal attempts did come from the three-point line. And I think he's a better shooter than his percentage showed if he takes better shots. But you're also going to have to finish at the rim. And he did not finish at the rim for one reason or another very well at North Carolina. Quintessential player that needs the ball in his hand in order to make the offense work the way it would best work for him in order to be productive, if you follow me. And that has real pros and significant drawbacks here. Um, He's got great competitiveness, as I noted before, Parrish, and he is willing to bang bodies. I mean, he is unafraid in going to the rim. He's just not successful there. And so to bring back the Trey Young analogy, you know – Cole Anthony is nowhere near as good of an offensive player right now as Trey Young was. I would say he's not as uh, crafty uh, as, as a penetrator, not as willing as a passer, and there's going to have to be a lot of growth with him uh, to play into that role. Obviously, he is the son of a former uh, successful NBA player in Greg Anthony, and certainly that could be used to his advantage in some sort of ways. I mean, he's not, he's not going to be unfamiliar with the landscape of the NBA once he enters into that space permanently there, but I have had a couple of concerns brought up to me by some scouts uh, in this elongated offseason where there's just a curiosity if Cole Anthony is going to wind up being the kind of player that you see every so often in that when you see this kid play at 14, 15, 16, and 17 years old, it is so obviously clear that the entire package he brings to the court indicates that he is one of the very best in his class, top five. That was obviously that bared out once we got to the end of the uh, 247 recruiting rankings for 2019. And then they get to college. College, it's still there, but there is a drop-off. Now, there was so much tied to Carolina that I can't and won't put uh, most of that on, on Anthony, but he did, in my opinion, fall short of what he was expected to be. Again, how much of it was the injury? But then, are we going to have another case where, okay, high school is one level, then you get to college, and it's like, okay, now we're, re- we're getting a better frame of this, and now with him, it's a one-and-done season, and then when he gets to the NBA, it's going to be maybe he's just a jag. Like, he, he is expected that he'll be able to stay in the league uh, because he loves basketball. You, as you well know, Parrish, everyone in the sport will use uh, some form of the phrase like, does he have a lot of dog in him? Or just referring to, like, how much does he love the game? How much is he willing to, like, consistently play hard on the court? And to me, in this draft class, from what I can tell, Cole Anthony is like a top three, top five, has a lot of dog in him kind of player, which will serve him well and which will probably get him drafted at a respectable point where he's going to overcome some of the criticisms about um, – 
the drawbacks of being a teammate of his. And then there's just hitting the reset button when you are going to be a rookie and you can't approach your role in the NBA the way that you did with Carolina and certainly not the way that you did in high school and on the grassroots circuit because you're not going to be the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth best player on your team. That's not going to happen with Cole Anthony. So where he goes will be interesting and play a significant factor. And the biggest question is, all right, is he going to uh, is he going to adapt to it immediately and really be able to blend in and work on his game to become that kind of like top 20, top 25 level starting point guard in the NBA? I think he can get there. I just think there's a lot, a lot of work to be done to get there. The point you make about is he going to be accepting of whatever role um, he's in is very important because there, he's in that range where because of trades, he could end up on an awful team mm. or a good team. You know, and that's not the that's not the truth for everybody. Like, um, I I don't know. Uh, Anthony Edwards is probably going to end up on a bad team, right? Um, you know, I know the Warriors are right there, and so whoever gets picked there is going to end up on a good team. But uh, for the most part, you're being picked up there. You're going to be picked by a bad team. Cole Anthony could end up where some franchise really, some bad franchise really does just put the ball in his hands from the jump. Um, another friend, uh, there's another scenario where he ends up in a place where he is going to have to play a role as a backup point guard, come off the bench, get buckets. And I would imagine, I mean, I can't speak to um, what he looked like when he was nine years old. I have no idea, but given that he's the son of a former NBA player and he's, you know, an awesome prospect now, I would, I'm assuming he's always been an awesome, usually like sons of players are, they're advanced very early on. And then, and then maybe for physical reasons or whatever reasons they they taper off or the, the, every the, the the other kids catch up. But sons of professional athletes are usually going to be great when they're young, if they have any ability at all, because like they've just been around it and their dad's like out there hooping with them all the time. So I'm assuming Cole Anthony has been great ever since he's been on a basketball court. My point being this: this might be next season, the first time in his life where somebody's ever told him you're not that important to this team right now. Um, and, and that could be um, something some guys struggle with. You right. saw Michael Porter Jr. make headlines in these playoffs <laughs> because he was like, we need, you know, you got to basically said, I know uh, Nikola Jokic is awesome. Jamal Murray is awesome. But like, you know, you got to get me some more shots. And it's like, what? Like, you, dude, you've played like four games in your career and he is an incredible talent. But I would imagine for the first time in his life, Michael Porter Jr. right now is not the center of everything. Take all the shots. People forget this. Um, I'm doing one of those people forget this. People might not even know it or whatever. But like Trey, Michael Porter Jr. and Trey Young played on the same grassroots team. And Michael Porter Jr. took all the shots, not Trey Young. Trey Young was the point where I already got the ball to Michael Porter Jr. So this is the first time Michael Porter Jr. has ever been told, chill. And Cole Anthony, there's a scenario where he enters the NBA next season and is immediately told to calm down, play a role, play the way we're trying to get you to play. And I don't know whether he can adapt to that or not, but if he is asked to do it, he will have to do it. And it will probably be something he's asked to do for the first time in his life. And that will be interesting. You're right. Uh, he could be susceptible to uh, to a certain trade. We'll see. Um, I'm not even putting it out of the realm that he goes top ten. I just don't personally see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't list him there. I, I do think that he falls in that kind of twelve to fifteen or sixteen range overall. And he's a notable prospect. Played at Carolina. He was certainly. He was one of the few name guys in his draft class. Draft class. His his high school class when he got into college. But I can't help but make a quick comparison to two Carolina players in back to back seasons who 
just have taken very different one and done routes. I mean, Kobe White was not anticipated at all to be a one and done guy at all, and he became that. And he he was putting up numbers that were either record breaking or he was the first Carolina freshman to do this since, and it was always like Michael Jordan kind of stuff. Okay, he was fantastic. Carolina was a was a one seed with him and. Uh, Roy Williams told me he was the second fastest point guard he'd ever had to Ty Lawson. Now, Anthony was never a burner, but and and the rosters were different. They weren't drastically different, but they were different. But Anthony just never. When you frame what Carolina was with Kobe, and then you frame what Carolina was with with Cole, uh, it's fairly stark. And Kobe went seventh in the draft. He he had a solid rookie season. I understand that. Ja obviously uh, shined bright, as did his his teammate Brandon Clark and Zion with Zion. Uh, so some of the other guys kind of get left in the dust a little bit. But Kobe White was like a top five to seven rookie in the NBA, undeniably. I can't see Cole having that uh, for sure impact as an NBA player as a rookie because I just gotta I gotta I gotta see more. He doesn't even have some of the same um, dominant physical attributes that Kobe White displayed uh, in his one and done season at Carolina. So just. Keep that in mind as well. I do think that had Carolina, and these things go hand in hand, of course, Parrish, but if if Cole, whether or not he gets hurt or not, and Carolina is a 19-14 and 14 team instead of a 14-19 and 19 team, uh, I do think that it would have genuinely impacted Anthony's stock to a certain degree, and he might be considered more of a, a sure thing top 10 pick, but that's not where we're at with him. Uh, but nevertheless, he is the latest in a long line. Carolina's put... As many guys into the NBA as just about any other program, and uh, and I will be interested to see where he goes and if he. You bring up a good point in terms of his spot and if he winds up getting traded. Um, I just think there's the potential for that because he's going to be seen as a plug-in guy and not a, a surefire starter because he's not going to go top five in the draft. What's interesting is, uh, I mean, it feels like we're just bagging on on uh, Cole Anthony. Like we both think he's going to be a lottery pick. Like that's amazing. Like you know, yeah. it, it's it's all relative, and it, it feels like it's somewhat of a disappointment because this time a year ago, people had him in the top five. Basically, everybody had him in the top five. Um, you know, for whatever that's worth. Maybe that was wrong, or maybe he showed himself to be something else. Well, Who knows? and GP, let me also inject our. Our, our process with this is also informed by the fact that when before he gets to Carolina and we see him on the recruiting trail and we go to Peach Jam or we go to Vegas, you know, every single year when we do that in years where we can do it, there just happen to be five to seven guys we have on our radar. And Cole Anthony was like a top two, okay, when's he playing and do I need to be there kind of guy? So that's how it starts. And it wasn't like unfounded hype. He was legitimately awesome, but there has been a bit of a comeback from where he was specifically two years ago on the grassroots circuit in the buildup to him committing to Carolina and it, it, it he did start his freshman season like incredibly well like you remember they opened against Notre Dame um, and it was the night after the Champions Classic they win that 76-65 and he's 12 of 24 from the field 6 of 11 from 3 34 points 11 rebounds 5 assists and we're going oh well there that's going to be the player of the year the idea that we went from that night to what it actually became is pretty incredible. And I know some of it can be chalked up to his team was bad. He got hurt. But even before he got hurt, the last two games before he had surgery, 4-15 against Ohio State in a blowout loss, and then 4-15 against Virginia in a nine-point loss. So he started awesome, and then it started to taper off, and then he got hurt, and then it just it was never the same. I will say this. Um, for whatever his reputation was coming out of high school, I do think he helped his reputation by coming back and playing. 
after he was hurt. Remember, there was no guarantee that he was going to do that. Um, he, uh, there were plenty of people who were arguing that he shouldn't. And if he would have just shut it down, I could have understood why, you know, why do you really want to come back, rush it back, come back? And I don't think he rushed it back. I shouldn't say that, but do you really want to come back to play for a NIT team? You know, I could understand Zion coming back to play for a national championship contending team the year before, but uh, Cole Anthony coming back to play for an NIT team. I wasn't sure he was going to do it uh, and, and that he did do it. I can just tell you, I, I, I thought that said something encouraging about him uh, that he didn't quit. And I, I know that NBA scouts, for the most part, also took that as an encouraging sign. Like if you make a pros and cons column, Cole Anthony um, enthusiastically returning to a bad North Carolina team, uh, I think you put that in the pro column. I do, I do too. And my last thing on Anthony is this, because um, I want to I provide some more positive stuff as well. I'm just trying to objectively lay out where I think his situation lies and then things I've heard about uh, what's going to go into him being drafted. And there's certainly a laundry list of stuff that, w- that we aren't necessarily getting to this because this is a quickie podcast. But um, I do like Anthony's long-term prospects. Like I think he is made of the stuff that an NBA veteran is made of. Like, I think that he is going to stick. Again, I think he's got to put on a little more weight. I think he's a little bit undersized at, at the one uh, in, the, in the modern NBA, but I think that he can certainly thrive. I want to see if he can improve the shot. Um, I don't think that he's a, you know... I don't think he's an athlete in the in the 80th, 90th, or 99th percentile in terms of athleticism in the NBA, but I don't think that's necessarily something that's going to hold him back either. Um, I... I, I I think that there are just enough questions that have come up that are going to make teams hesitate from putting him on the top 10 of their boards, but loves the game, great competitor, uh, is not the kind of guy that, from what I gather, he doesn't get down on himself too much if he plays poorly, and and more, you know, he's rallied and inspired by, by losing. Like, it really feeds him in a positive way, and these are things that do matter and things that general managers take into account when they're trying to build out their big boards overall. So he's got a good future ahead of him, and if it all comes together, then yes. I mean, if it all comes together and we look up in five years and we say, well, well, well damn, look at this. Like, Cole Anthony is clearly a top-five player from that draft class, and he went 13th like the teams obviously missed on him let's just remember the context of where we are in the here and now the season he just had what Carolina wasn't able to do and why it led up to that but I think that he is going to stick for a while and by a while I'm talking like three contracts minimally more than a decade in the league so long as you know knock on wood you know injuries don't play a part in that so uh, I like him but I just I I'm not yet convinced he's going to be able to upgrade himself to that, you know, top 10, top 12 level of being an NBA point guard. Going to have to wait and see uh, at least a couple of years to see if that's possible. Yeah, I, I'm with you on his ability to stay in the league for a long time, barring injuries. It's 2020 now. God, I can't wait to say it's something other than 2020 yeah. now. But uh, it, 2030, barring injuries, Cole Anthony's going to be on an NBA roster somewhere. He will play in that league for a long time. What you've got to figure out if you are a franchise drafting in the range where he's under consideration is, is he going to be special the way we thought he had a chance to be special coming out of high school? Or is he just somebody who's going to score a lot of points inefficiently for bad teams? That, that, that's the key. Like, I, I, he's going to score in the NBA. It's not just that he's going to be in the NBA. He's going to score in the NBA. But is he going to score in a meaningful way? Is he going to just, you know, put put numbers up every night and when his team loses more often than it wins? Or is he going to be somebody who contributes to winning at the highest level of the sport? That's that's the key question. And um, I think reasonable people could 
could disagree on the answer to it. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M.F. and Teagle. He's a legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you for listening once again in the middle of a pandemic. And if you enjoy the Ion College Basketball Podcast, please, please, please tell one person about it. If you're not subscribed yet, please go subscribe. Anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, rate it well. Leave a nice comment. We'd appreciate it. And either way, we're going to talk to you again real soon later on this week. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.